It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Thursday, September 19th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill's just the best. That's all there is to it. Call and become their next new patient at Today's Dentistry. 317-849-2933. I did it 25 years ago. I've never turned back. We are at the Indiana Farm Bureau Football Center where the Colts do their business. They're practicing right now. We got to see part of it today. Uh, you know what? What we see? Guys who uh, didn't practice. We did not see Darius Leonard. Jabal Sheard was out on the sideline. He, he was pulling somebody around with some kind of elastic rope, and he yanked it right out of the person's hands. So he looks to be pretty solid. It, it looked like somebody taking a Great Dane for a walk. That's what it looked like. Pierre Desir looked to be full go. So there you go. There's your injury update. We did not see Adam Vinatieri kick during the portion of practice that we got to see. Uh, Sunday's game, 1 o'clock against the Falcons. You know what you got to do if you want to stop the Falcons. You got to stop Matt Ryan from throwing the ball deep. Uh, you know, uh, Julio Jones is a deep threat. They've got deep threats. They're all over the place, and they love airing it out. So if you can do that, if you can keep the lid on that uh, offense, you got a real chance to beat the Falcons. I think Malik Hooker is an absolute key to the success of the Indian. Indianapolis Colts. Uh, we heard from the coordinators. Matt Eberflus on the defensive side of the ball, Nick Sirianni on the offense. Nick Sirianni was asked first about red zone efficiency. Uh, first, it starts with uh, Jacoby and just making the right read and the right throw and um, and the you know an accurate throw. So he, he's done an excellent job down there, and our guys have done a great job of getting open when it needs to be when they need to get open on on their guys you know and finding zones when they've need to fi- needed to find zones you know for example ty found a zone in san diego and i'm sorry in los angeles with the chargers and um paris ran away from his guy so it's a combination of you know jacoby making accurate throws and going the right place with the ball and you know the the receivers and the tight ends and the running backs executing the field shrinking is obviously the maybe the biggest challenge there what else is either notable about red zone plays that you don't really have to deal with otherwise? 
the you know you want to be usually teams um, in the red zone uh, play you know play what they play and you know you want to have good staples that have answers versus everything um, because we we know when you're good in red zone teams change it up on you a little bit so we just want to have staples that are good versus everything and it's just getting those reps over and over again uh, and then just you know finding the finding the uh, your playmakers to make plays, and I think that's what that's what we've done. And our, our guys that make plays, they, they they've done it in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, small, it's a small sample size of two games. But all that you've done, efficiency-wise, the chunk plays aren't there, haven't been there. Mm-hmm. How do you balance needing them without? force of Sure. You know, we always want to take what the defense gives us. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not shy about saying that. We want to take what the defense gives us. But we also know how important, you know, protecting the football is and how important chunk plays are. Um, and we definitely want to create chunk plays. Uh, and, you know, hats off to the defenses that we played against. They've, they've, they've limited us in that. But, you know that's always an important important uh, step for us to, to create chunk plays and create explosive plays because uh, we know that helps uh, lead to to victories and points and you know all that stuff. And I know speaking of take on defense gives you more rushing yards than passing yards in the first two games. Is that a, a, a what the defense giving you, or do you believe that you guys truly can be more run oriented than um, passing the ball? You know, I think you know it's definitely the first one of what the defense is giving us. But you know, we're we're riding the hot hand of what we think. You know, our offense line's playing great. Our running backs are running great. Our tight ends are blocking, or are blocking well. And uh, you know, our wide receivers are, are blocking well. So you know, when you get that hot hand, you you, uh, you tend to to ride it a little bit. And so you know, the, the guys that you know, we've really tried to ride our offensive line because we we felt like they've been dominant up front. What makes, what makes it? What makes this offensive line so good, so unique, so talented from, from the offensive coordinator's view? Yeah, they're they're smart. I think I think uh, it starts with that. They're really smart. They're a really smart group. Uh, they are physical. Um, they're they're really physical. They all love football. I don't think there's not there's not one of those guys on that offensive line that doesn't love football. So I think that's a that's a good combination right there to have to have five guys, you know, and our backups that are all that all have that trait of loving football and uh, smart and tough and physical. I mean, they're tough. This is a this is a tough group. It's a tough group of guys, and you know, I I, I look forward to every time they come off the field and I'm slapping five with Ryan Kelly and I and his blood gets all over me and I'm slapping fives with Q and his he's just I'm I'm a mess after it. But they're I look forward to that stuff with, with those guys and I just love their toughness. You were you were obviously were I'm gonna say San Diego because mm-hmm. you were in San Diego at the time. You had Philip Rivers, you had Andrew Luck last year. Jack Doyle said it's kind of he even said I mean we all know Jack's a pretty quiet guy. He said it's even kind of weird that you know you guys have run the ball more than you kind of pass the ball and stuff. I mean in the long term it seems like what you guys are doing now could impact you come December, November, sure. the changes. Well, we we've always wanted to be able to run the football uh, effectively, um, and I mean that's that's never been that's never been what we've we've always wanted to be in that mode of a top five rush def- or run offense, and and that's still the goal. Uh, it's been the goal since you know ever since Frank and I have been working together with the Chargers. Uh, just you know whatever the situation, whatever situation occurs though, 
you know, we're always going to do what's best to win the football game. So it's just we felt like the last couple of weeks that's, that's been uh, the, the best mode of attack. It's kind of funny because the media complains if you're not running ball well. But, but is 147 yards passing, that's not sustainable, is it? I mean, you can't over the course of the season, you have to throw the ball. Sure, yeah. We know we know games come down to being able to execute and uh, being able to execute in the pass game also. Uh, as far And, and as, run, as the run game, you have to be balanced. That, you're 100% right. Um, and you know what? I, I believe that, you know, these last these last two games, we've showed we could do it. You know, the last drive of the of the Charger game, we methodically moved the ball down the field passing it. The last drive of the last game we played, Right or the second to last drive, we ran. We had a big run, and then we threw it in. So, yeah, you you're gonna if you're one dimensional in anything that you do, uh, I think that's an issue. So we we know we know we have to be we have to be top notch in, in both areas to get uh, to accomplish our goals. Has some of them been the secondaries you face? Chargers and Titans both pretty deep and talented. Yeah, uh, you know, I I just think really I think that we we. We're running the ball well, and we just kept looking to run, you know, get more runs in. Um, and, and hats off to the Chargers and the Titans secondary. You know, it wasn't that we were nervous about them, or um, you know, it was just, it was just tr- strictly, hey, we we thought the opportunities to run the football were there, and, and we did that. Nick, uh, any clarification on the clapping penalty, Coach Kobe? Uh, yeah, Coach Coach Reich's uh, handling that with the officials, so uh, yeah, I'll be told on that later. Is that an emphasis this season, or like what is it aggressive? I think it, I think it's from some other things that are happening. I, I really don't I really don't know. I think it's some other things that are happening around the league, uh, where there some other teams are trying to clap to draw the team off sides, where we're truly just trying to clap to get the ball snapped. So I think Coach and uh, uh, the head of officials is getting that sorted out. And the clapping, I mean, is that, is that a matter of crowd noise or what? Is it yeah, it, it's just a. Can even hear it or is it visual? Or? Well, I think the we we studies show that the clapping can be heard through okay. uh, through crowd noise. So you know, Ryan's snapping the ball. You know, he may be looking at the defense. He might not be looking yet. And if Jacoby's Jacoby's looking at the play clock, to hey, I need that ball. You know, and so I don't know. I, I, we think that you can hear that a little bit better. And hey, so snap it to me. <laughs> so that's that's why we do it. Works. Yeah. <laughs> you guys talked about all three and every asset produced. Did Jordan Wilkins kind of epitomize that on Sunday? Yeah. Well, you know what? Though we've always anticipated Jordan uh, being able to produce. He, he produced for us last year. He did some good things last year. Uh, it was just nice to have him back. Um, to be able to spell Marlin and, and Naheem and be able to to get some good carries in, and he took advantage of the carries he had. You know, when you when it's a hot day like it was on on Sunday, it's gonna in any day it's gonna take all 53, and it takes all 53 throughout the week of practice to get ourselves ready. Um, but he, you know, he had an opportunity. To, you know, Marlin came out and he had an opportunity to go in, and he made the most of it. Fourth and one call at the end there. I mean, I'm sure there's no. Hesitancy on the sideline. I mean, when you got Clinton and Ryan up there, what did you think of going into that? To get yeah, him? I was I was excited to give our offense another chance to get the first down. Uh, I love Frank's call there. Hundred uh, percent agreed with the call, and I thought it was uh, it was it was really good, and it gave us a it gave us an opportunity to take all the Titans uh, uh, timeouts away. So yeah, I thought it was an awesome call by by our head coach, and uh, yeah, it really worked for us. Was there- 
How do you guys feel about the protection on Sunday? Yeah, we thought it was you know we thought it was pretty good. Uh, we thought there was there were, there were parts that you know you get you take a couple hits and you know whether that's on a, a one-on-one individual uh, mismatch or mismatch or a, a loss or Jacoby holding the ball too long or a receiver not getting open. Those are going to happen. But I thought overall it was good. I thought it was overall good protection uh, for the day. And you know. Again, some of the ones where you see Jacoby scramble is not always uh, a sign of that the protection broke down. It's that maybe we didn't get we didn't have the right call on an offense uh, to take advantage of the the you know nobody was open whether we didn't have the right call on or a guy didn't win and then Jacoby just scrambled with it. So and he did a heck of a job on that you know picking up a couple for key first downs with his legs. Uh, and that's a, that's a good addition to have, you know. He's making smart decisions. He's throwing the ball accurately, and and he has the ability to to pick to improvise, which is huge. All right, that's Nick Sirianni, the offensive coordinator of the Colts. Next, we heard from the defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus, and he was asked about Kari Willis whether they knew when they got Kari Willis that he was going to be this good this quick. Yeah, during the evaluation process uh, when he was at uh, Michigan State. Uh, we saw a lot of good things from him in terms of his quickness, his ability to uh, play different spots, uh, his adaptability, and uh, just his, his functional intelligence uh, that we got from the staff there, and that we also just saw on tape. You know, so his ability to do different things at different spots is is, is really good, and then his instincts are also very good. So we've seen those things on tape this year so far, and uh, he's continuing to grow. After the fourth quarter on Sunday, it didn't seem like you guys did anything special, anything exotic. You didn't have to dial anything up. Did you have to tell your guys anything? I mean, they needed three or four. Yeah, so during that situation, you know, we had this situation the, the, in the fourth quarter the week before and, and, you know, going into that situation and also this situation. So they're two different situations. So we talked to them about, you know, obviously uh, what's going to be the time, what's the field position, uh, how many timeouts do they have, and then what are our calls? And then what are the potential calls as it gets down there uh, tight, you know, in terms of time and space? And that's what we talked to them about. And everybody knows exactly what we're doing uh, and why we're doing it, and they all should know the calls and why we're making those calls. Um, uh, so uh, the, the, that's just what we did on the sideline. That's what we always do. And, uh, and that's, it, it uh, turned out well for us last week. One other follow-up on Kari, um, give me a couple of tackles in space mm-hmm. that were big for you. you got, you know, one, one third down in particular. Just, um, what's tough about those types of plays and just why is he good? Yeah, I think a lot of that's, uh, you know, his natural abilities. You know, I think uh, reading his keys, you know, certainly helps out. You know, that's part of coaching and him taking the coaching, but also his natural abilities uh, lend to that. You know, a space player that's quick, that can close space, uh, that has uh, that's instinctual, and and, um, and then the technique and desire of tackling, you know, the the technique of getting his pads down low and and wrapping through the hips and, and driving his feet, and uh, those all things that were, that were shown on that play. Matt, how much extra focus goes into a guy like Julio Jones this week, or do you alter anything in trying to neutralize? I just think every week there's always issues. You know, when you're when you're on, uh, on defense or offense, you're trying to uh, block a certain rusher, or you're trying to take care of this certain linebacker or this cover guy. Or on, on defense, you're trying to do the opposite. You know, you got this you know, receiver or tight end matchup that you're worried about. And I think it's always that. You know, and that's what we do as coaches here. The last 48 hours, we try to figure out how to set ourselves up to best defend what they have. And 
And when we do that week to week, you know, it still comes down to setting up your defense the right way and also playing fundamentally sound so you're uh, sound in other areas too. So you got to make sure there's a delicate balance there. What changed for Denegro Autry this week? You know, I just think that, uh, you know, he's uh, was has had a great week of practice. And I, I don't know if anything changed. I just think that he's uh, grinding. You know, he's just going through the season. You know, you got one game under your belt and go to the next game, evaluate what you did good, uh, what you did well, and evaluate what, what you need to improve and, and work on that during the week with your coach. Uh, set the drills up that way and then work on it during the reps in practice. And I think that's what he did, and he needs to continue to do that. Every position needs to continue to improve. We're early into the season, and I think every unit, every individual has to continue to improve during the course of the year so we uh, get better as a team. Were you happy with the success you had rushing four on Sunday, you know, not having the yeah, I mean, you're always looking at different, you know, different disguises, different looks, different pressures, uh, you know, rushing, you know, from, you know, three to seven guys. I mean, that's 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 defensive ball. But I, I think that, you know, when you get, can get pressure with your front four, I think that's helpful. You know, add more guys in coverage. I um, mean, we did multiple things in that game in terms of uh, rush games and rush plan and all those things. So I think it, it turns out well. And Mike Fair and, and uh, is doing a nice job with the defensive line um, in, in that in that regard. So we just got to keep that up. Now we're on Darius's status for Sunday. What have you seen from Okariki? If he has to play more or start to give you some comfort or whatever? Yeah, uh, Bobby's been progressing along like the rest of the rookies. You know, uh, they're all just they're all working uh, day by day to get better, and, and I can see that in Bobby. He's he's maturing. You know, as we go, he's a he's a mature competitor to start. And that's why we brought him in, and uh, he, he's continued to improve on his, uh, you know, his day-to-day operation, and then his making plays in practice. You know, because if you're making plays in practice, you're going to make him in the game, and uh, that's what he's doing. Is he working more Mike or Will or both in practice? He's been working both. He's been working both spots uh, during the course of the whole time. You know, he's been working mostly Mike, but we've had him at various spots in walkthroughs and. And uh, also in, in practice sometimes. Just for instances like this, because you don't know, or I mean. Well, that's, it goes back to the whole thing about a pair and a spare. You know, you have uh, every spot: the Mike, the Will, and the Sam have two guys that operate there, and then a third guy that can that can operate as well. And we're always looking at that in our depth chart. You know, in terms of Mike, Will, or Sam, defensive end, safety at all spots. What was your evaluation about Taekwon coming up? He's an active the first week and then got a lot of practice and then got to play, I think, 30-something snaps. Yeah, I think he's just, he's just uh, you know, just that. I think that's a, that's a great statement by you. I just think that's what it is. He just really just is, was working during practice and understanding how he's going to play in the game, you know, uh, different spots we're going to move him to, and, and he's going to continue to do that. You know, whenever you're the... You know, the, the seventh or eighth or sixth or seventh or fourth, you know, not, not the top one or two guys. You're going to have to move around, and we're going to move around everybody. You know, they're all going to have to play along the line um, to get the best matchup and the best pass rush we can get, and we're going to continue to do that. Hey, man, what, what's it like for your defensive line to go against your offensive line of practice? Justin was saying after the game that, you know, when you have what he thinks is a top two or three offensive line, the battle and practice are – yeah, the one-on-one battles that you have, you know, because we do a, we do a thing called pods, and the pods are where the offensive line goes against when we're in pads, go against the defensive line. They just do run blocking, you know, they just do double blocking, zone blocking, 
and, and, and just basic blocking. And that's where you learn how to take on a double team. That's where you learn how to take on a, a push scoop and all the different block combinations that you have. And that drill is invaluable uh, during the course of training camp and this time of year. Um, and then you get the one-on-one pass rush. You know, then you get to go against all the, you know, the, the guys there. You know, one-on-one pass rush. So to have the the talent level that we have on the offensive line and the character that we have there is is just makes our defensive line that much better. We may have those one-on-one matchups. Is Autry and Nelson maybe the main card, if you will? It's a good card. <laughs> it's a good card. Uh, what kind of start has Blake Booker had to the season? Yeah, he's been uh, Malik's been consistent um, in his play so far, um, and we're again that goes back to the comment I made last week. His consistency in practice, you know, he's working in practice and taking the grind every day of focusing in meetings, taking it to the practice, making plays in practice, continuing to his focus throughout the week all the way through Saturday, and then taking it to the game on Sunday. So his preparation is just starting to show up on, on Sunday, and that's he's been doing that all the way through, and he's just got to continue to be consistent that way and uh, and put his best foot forward. What role does experience play in that? You know, third-year player now, yeah, I think it's in every every walk of life. I think experience you can't. There's no there's no substitute for experience. You know, and as you do something over and over again, you look back and say, you know what, I'd have probably done that a little bit differently. I'd have done it better. And what can I do better moving forward? And that's what we did for last week. You know, last week is over. We looked at last week's performance. There's a lot of things we got to clean up. A lot of things we got to work on. And it's in an individual basis, like Malik or anybody else. You know, what did you learn from that performance? And what are we going to do this week to improve on those things? What goes through your mind when, when Frank goes forward on, on fourth and one on the two point lead inside your own territory? Because your, your job, if things don't go well, it, it gets pretty hard at that point. Yeah, just trust. You just trust everybody. You trust uh, the system that we have, and and, and 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 just trust your head coach, and then and then go for it. And then just back them, back everything up. That if something happens, we got a sudden change. We got to, we got to, we got to stop them. And that's just what we do. Think of Rock and Quincy once Pierre went down, and get Pierre missed some time. How confident you've got those guys to? Yeah, I thought I thought Quincy did a nice job coming in. Uh, you know, we just we were just talking about that when we watched the tape all together as a defense. You know, the the ability for him to come in there, and and uh, and just be him. You know, and play with good technique and good poise. Um, and just and function in there and not miss a beat. And he did an excellent job. Has he handled the change from maybe playing a little bit less here in the first part well? Yeah, Quincy's a, Quincy's a good, a really good pro. And, and he's, a, he's a, a mature competitor like a lot of our guys are. And he understands that, hey, and, you know, when he – He's competing for spots, you know, but he understands in a minute's notice I could be in there playing, and that's that's what he did. And his his attitude has been excellent and outstanding, you know, in terms of his work habits, of how he's working and what he's doing on the practice field, and that showed up right here last week, and that's all based on his attitude. Yeah, Frank, last question. Frank mentioned yesterday maybe a little bit more practice time for Jabal this week. What have you guys missed the most in not having him out there? Yeah, Jabal's just a good player. You know, he, he's a, he's a solid, you know, solid pro. Um, you know, in terms of just his, you know, his work habits, what he does. You know, he's he works works with the best of them, and you know, he outworks. You know, he'll try to outwork everybody, and in most cases, will. And that's what he brings to the table. And then his experience, 
I mean, his attitude in the room is what we miss the most. Uh, he's just a great pro, and uh, uh, we're excited to get him back. That's Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts game on Sunday, 1 o'clock on CBS if you're not going down to the game. If you are going down to the game, I guarantee you that the roof is going to be closed. All right? There is no chance that the roof is going to be open. It is either going to be rainy, hot, or they're just going to want perfect conditions for Adam Vinatieri. One of those three things or all of those three things will drive that decision. IU plays Connecticut. That coming up this weekend, Indiana 27-point favorite. I don't know what you do with us. Indiana's a 27-point favorite, right? Reflexively, you're like, no, 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 no. I'm taking the dog. I'm taking, I'm taking UConn. But you know what? They beat Eastern Illinois by 50-plus points, so maybe that's just who they are, a team that's going to get their asses waxed by a really good team and a team that's going to pummel somebody who's not very good. UConn, they were beaten by Illinois. It was a 10-11 point game. I don't know what's going to happened this Saturday. I, I'm just I was certain what was going to happen last week. I have no idea what's going to happen this week. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. Holy cow, are we going to have a great time. Uh, all kinds of fun previewing the weekend sports activities. Cannot wait. We'll do that from Prairie View Golf Club tomorrow as uh, I've got a golf event to take part in at 8.30 celebrating the pending nuptials of the great Kyle, the Truth Miller. So uh, look for that tomorrow morning 8 o'clock on Facebook Live maybe a little bit earlier than that and just after that on Periscope Live. Can't wait to talk to you then. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Uh, You know what? Call them. 317-849-2933. Join me tomorrow morning at 8. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.